Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win it! They win it! Pippen runs down the lane. Dumps it out the horse. Packs it for three. Yeah! Rose crosses over the fadeaway. Got it! Let me step back and kiss myself. Oh, my MVP gosh, time. Windy City Assassin does it again. We told you this was going to be a tough stretch for the Bulls coming up. It started out that way, except one game was a lot closer than I thought it'd be because it required overtime to get there. Some good signs. We're also going to go around the association because there's a situation brewing in Golden State that we absolutely need to talk about. feels like everybody is talking about it. You know, dive in on today's episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network presented by BetOnline.ag. I'm your host, Nick Schultz, alongside my partner, former Bulls bench Bob member in Tennessee, Vol C.J. Watson. CJ, couple losses here, but we were talking before we started recording. They're teams you were supposed to lose to. I'm not worried right now. Yeah, yeah, nothing unexpected. And I feel like the Bulls gave it all they got. They just came up short. And, um, you know, that's just the price you pay in the NBA when you don't have your full roster. Yeah, no Caruso. He's still dealing with that foot injury. And this stretch here, we told you it was going to be rough. This is not surprising. Although I was surprised they took the Bucks to overtime. But you weren't going to get over that hump without your best defender. Although Dame had a bad day, which kind of helped. And like I said, we got a few things we want to get to before we go around the association. But before anything else, I need to tell you about our great sponsor, betonline.ag. All the major sports are in action this week, and the college football playoff is ready to kick off as well. BetOnline is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info, including news for pro football, the NBA, upcoming fights, and NHL games this season. Kind of a hard score the other night. I'm just saying. Head to the website today to get into the action and see all the updated odds for the week. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. It's B-L-E-A-V. Get that 50% bonus at Bet Online. It's where the game starts. Also, we are closing in on the holiday season. Christmas is right around the corner. If you need a last-minute gift like me, go to shop.believe.com. There's a lot of great stuff to support the shows on the network, but you can support our show by buying our T-shirt, Jordan Pippen 98, The Last Dance, over at shop.believe.com. The link is in my social media bios. Again, it's Christmas Christmas season, last-minute shopping. I got to do mine if you got to do yours. Jordan Pippen, 98, the last dance campaign style shirt, shop.believe.com. Check the bios for more. Two losses in a row on a back-to-back. Again, I would have been shocked if they won either of these games, as it is. Bulls took the Bucks to overtime, which is a good sign on the road, being without Caruso. They lost to the Nuggets without Jokic and Murray for most of the game. Jokic got ejected in the second quarter, which is something we'll talk about. But I said at the top of the show, we knew it was going to be a rough go here over these couple weeks, CJ. And I think there's not a lot to read into here, but the fact that they fought as they did against the Bucks is a good sign. Yeah, I think so, too. I think for me, it's a little progression. Uh, I think definitely if this would have happened in the beginning of the season, we would see them getting blown out by, you know, maybe 15, 20 points. And I think now they're keeping it close. They're being more competitive and they're showing some fight and some heart, which I like. And uh, I think as a fan, you know, just watching the game, I think that's the most thing you want to see from this team. Uh, obviously, we knew they're playing against two tough teams, two teams they probably should lose to or whatever, but, you know, they fought hard and it just came up short. Like part of me wants to say, you need to win games you're not supposed to win. But also we brought up, they're, they're still shorthanded, no Zach, no Caruso. 
they were supposed to lose those games. They kept them. I mean, they were some. The Nuggets game was semi close, and yeah, the yeah. Nuggets didn't have Joker for most of it, and Reggie Jackson kind of went ballistic. Mm-hmm. But like I said, it is what it is. And this time of the season, I agree with you though. If this was a month ago, they're getting blown out in both of those games. So they've clearly turned a corner. It's just yeah. when you're shorthanded, you can only do so much. Yeah, like you said, you can only do so much. They they're playing the best basketball that they can play. I think you know Kobe White's showing progression. Uh, Demar is playing well. Um, uh, I think Vooch is playing well also. So I think the the core people of this this team is playing good. You know, like I said, you're just missing a key a, key, a few key players, and that that's going to hurt you when you're playing good teams like this. The only thing I'd say about Demar is it feels like his shooting's off. And we talked about the free throw shooting the other day. He he knows the free throw shooting numbers are down. But that Denver game, maybe it was the second half of the back-to-back. Maybe I don't know what it was. And even in the Milwaukee game a little bit, it feels like they're just not falling. He had 41 against Milwaukee, so they started toward the end. But it just feels like the Denver game especially, it just feels like it's not as consistent as it's been so yeah, maybe he's pressing a little too much. Probably feels a little pressure of having to to score and to take on the low with you know with Zach not there, um, but also just trying to lead this team and try to keep him in contention until Zach gets back. But also maybe it could be like you know, you know old age. Not saying he's old, but you know the legs get a little tired as you get older, and uh, he's got he's just got to find easier ways to score. Uh, like I said, he's great at getting to the free throw line, and now he just got to knock those shots down and knock those free throws down. Yeah, he knows the free throw percentage needs to go up. He said he hears it from his daughters. So yeah. I, I, I've been good. I haven't tweeted the notebook yet just because I haven't. Right. It's it's one of those things. He's shooting enough because, I mean, I wrote my notes here that you brought up that he feels like he's pressing. Without Zach, he's going to have to step up a little more. Now, yeah. Kobe White's playing really well. That takes off a little bit of the burden. But there were times in the in the Denver game and the Milwaukee game, I'm thinking, get the ball to Kobe. I don't know if yeah. I want DeMar shooting that just because Kobe had the hot hand. But that's who Demar is, though. Like he's he's king in the fourth. He's overtime. He's clutch. He's gonna take those shots. It just yeah. maybe they're not falling at the rate they used to, and it's just more amplified without Levine out there. Yeah, I think so too. Like I said, I definitely in that Milwaukee game, I thought he could have got to the basket a little bit more or uh, not settle for a couple of jump shots. Uh, like you said, Kobe was hot that game. Uh, kept kept us into the end of that game, and I think you gotta you know try to find some ways to to either drive and kick and get him some, some good shots or find somebody else. But like you said, his his, uh, his legs and shot just wasn't there that game. And hopefully, you know, like I said, coming down the stretch, you'll find it. Kobe had 33 against Milwaukee, by the way. He had 27 against Denver. Tell you what, we talked the other day about Kobe White's impact on this team. That is aging really well. <laughs> and there's already, I know it's it's December, there's conversations are starting, but it, you got that franchise player type feel of like, he's not, I don't think Kobe White's your number one guy. I want to make that clear yeah. when I say that. He's the type of guy that you, you keep, you keep around though to build around. He's not your your centerpiece, but he's a key building block to whatever you're building. That's kind of the feel the last few weeks. Yeah, definitely for sure. This is gonna be a, a great piece you can keep and a stable piece because you know what you're gonna get out of him every game. And if you get more, if you get 20, 25 points out of him, that's that's a plus for your team. Uh, but like I said, you can pair this guy with you know pretty much anybody, and uh, he'll, he'll play alongside of him, knock down threes, playing the point guard position very well, especially with the. Injuries to, to Lonzo, so he's uh, he's stepping up in that place and showing you that he can lead this team. And especially for a team that doesn't shoot the three well, having a guy who can drain threes at a high level like he has been. This is about a two three week sample size now. Yeah, he's been draining threes at a really high level. That is a very very good thing, and that was one of my biggest takeaways. Is yeah, it's one thing to do it against like some of the worst teams in the league, <laughs> like some of the teams that are lower in the standings. I don't say I didn't say worst. I meant worst 
that, right. whoever, make that <laughs> clarification. You do it against teams that are lower in the standings. How's that? Like, right. do it against Milwaukee. Do it against Denver. Like, okay, you've got something here. And we talk about trade season. Unless you get a really, really good offer, if you really want to tear this down, he's a guy you hold on to now. Yeah, you definitely got to hold on to him. Like I said, he's he's the future of this Bulls team. I feel like he's young, uh, capable, plays with a lot of a lot of energy. Um, like I said, and like I said, he shoots the ball at a high clip, so that's what you want. You want a shooter, somebody who can stretch the floor, and then also someone who can just make others better. Also, that's what I think is he's missing in his game, but he's it's growing. You know, game by game, he's getting better at it. Next two games coming up are at Miami. We'll get to that in a second, but we. <laughs> I do want to get your read on the Jokic ejection because <laughs> I told you before we came, before we start recording here, I had just turned the game on and it was about yeah. two, three minutes <laughs> later, Joker gets tossed. And I'm sitting there thinking, why? I, nothing, nothing happened. Like he was mad right. about a call, obviously. But yeah. other than that, I thought it was just, he was just typical Matt. You're mad about a call. That's the nature of the game. And he gets tossed. What, what did you think of that whole thing? I just think refs are too sensitive these days. Um, I think, you know, I've, I've cussed at refs. I got texts. I've never got thrown out for, but definitely got a tech for, but I'm, I'm sure. And, and I've personally seen, you know, a lot of these super, superstars, you know, talk crazy to refs and, you know, and not even get a tech. So definitely if he's the MVP, I think he should get some kind of leeway. I'm sure he got fouled. Maybe, maybe not, but uh, I'm sure I don't think it was a warranted for him to get out, get kicked out, and especially, you know, it's so-called Serbian night. So, those fans were pretty pissed that they came to see Joker and uh, he he's got he got a quick exit. <laughs> yeah, I saw people say it was Serbian Heritage Night. We need to clarify that because that's been the Bulls beat has been saying <laughs> that, but no one's no one like like I saw first take right. had it on the headline. That it was Serbian Heritage Night. It was not. It was right. <laughs> there's a big there's a big Serbian population in Chicago, and they obviously this is Jokic's only time coming to the United Center this year. So they're yeah they're coming to watch the Bulls. They're also coming to see Joker, right. and it was it was not officially. Serbian Heritage Night, but it may as well have been just with the amount of people that came. And there were a lot of Jokic jerseys in that crowd. Yeah. But with what he apparently said, and I, it starts with an M and it's a compound word. I, won't say <laughs> he, I don't want to hit the explicit language button. <laughs> but I mean, that word, I, I don't know how else to say it. it's not a good word. If it was directed at the ref, mm -hmm. I, I understand why he, the ref wouldn't be happy. Right. It also feels like, I mean, you, you read lips, you see that used sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe there's not the consistency maybe with it is the, is the way I'm trying to put it. I'm not really sure. I don't, I don't like the usage of the word directed at the official. If that was the case to warrant an ejection though, did it? I don't know. Yeah. I think you give him at least a warning. Like you give him a tech first and uh, like I said, but Oh, it's definitely yeah, worth that, a tech. I don't know if it's worth the yeah, objection, yeah. what I'm saying. Right. Exactly. <laughs> sure. And like and all these fans have come paid their hard earned money to come see him play. Um, and like I said, I just think it, the rest are a little too sensitive sometimes definitely give a guy a warning or give him a tech and say, Hey, don't talk to me like that. And then, you know, just go and go about the next play. <laughs> it's the quote from bull Durham. He must've said a word. That's a no, no with umpires said a word. That's a no, no with referees. Yeah, he definitely did. He admitted to it after the game. He's like, "Yeah, I crossed the line, but I've right. seen other guys cross the line too." Did you hear uh, Vooch's response? No, I didn't. They asked Vooch about what Jokic <laughs> said, and Vooch responded, "Don't say it in English." Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't say it in English. <laughs> it's hey, it's funny, of, but it's like, yeah, he's got a point. <laughs> a lot of those over, overseas guys who talk a different language, they cuss a lot, you know, obviously in a different language, and people don't understand it, so. Maybe that's what the ref thought. He just assumed he said something bad in a different language, but I don't know. But like I said, I just want to see 
it being uh, being fair throughout the whole through everybody, not just you know showing favoritism to some superstars and and not do it with others. So just rather see it uh, done across the board evenly. I took a Spanish class in college, and part of the thing I to my professor used to say, if you can order food, you're fluent. If you can order food yeah. in Pilsen, I guess I'm semi. I call myself like I can have a conversation. But right. I also know how to cuss in Spanish. It came in handy when I worked at the bar when I was a bartender. Yeah, that yeah. came in handy a couple times, just when you're back there in the middle of the crowd. Like that's a it's a fun tool to to have in your belt when you have that ability to do that. But I was <laughs> impressed though, nonetheless, with how the Nuggets responded. I thought for sure they were gonna fold because you don't yeah. have Jokic, you don't have Murray. They could have folded, by the way, second time in what two weeks, Jokic has been ejected for what didn't seem like a lot. They right. won both games. So Michael Malone's got some talent here. And by the way, he he said after the game that that term that Jokic used was a compliment in his house growing up. I thought that was funny too. All right. But the Nuggets' resiliency is really impressive, and I think that's why they should still they should absolutely still be in the conversation. We talk about the best teams in the league. Oh yeah, for sure they're definitely the front runners. So you can see how deep they are. You know they got Aaron Gordon, you know uh, Jamal Murray, and uh, when those guys yeah, are out, yeah, yeah, they have the they have other guys who can step in. Uh, Reggie Jackson proven vet who's done plenty in this league, you know, and uh, definitely can take up the slack when Jamal Murray's injured. So they got guys who can fill up the stat sheet, uh, you know, when those guys are out. Next two games coming up, they got Thursday night at Miami. That will be, we podcast obviously drops Friday morning. We don't know how that game will go. Miami's got a lengthy injury report. I saw though. I don't think Duncan Robinson's going to play. I think Tyler Hero might be out as well. They also play again on Saturday in South Beach. My attitude just looking at the schedule here and how things are shaking out, just get through the next four games because you've got the Heat on a not not a back to back, but you've got two games in Miami. You're at Philly. You come back home and take on the Lakers, and you've got the Spurs. Get through these next four. I'd say next five because the Spurs are a back to back. Yeah. Then see where you're at from there before we start like overreacting. I guess. Yeah. And three three days in Miami. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing right now. I'm sure the weather. <laughs> I've never the been. I'd have. Uh, you're I missing got out there. there. <laughs> My brother lives in Pensacola. It's a little too little too far north. <laughs> yeah, the weather's good right now. Hopefully, there's they just stay focused and, and worry about getting the wind. <laughs> We'll see if we can make it down there one of these days. <laughs> like I said, my, my brother and his fiance live in they live in Pensacola. It's a little too far out of the way to go down to Miami. That is literally the other side of the state. <laughs> right. <laughs> but to, to go down there for a few days and then it's uh, what is it here? Right. It's nice here today. It's fifty degrees here in Illinois, but it's not going to stay that way. I can tell right. you that. Yeah, yeah. definitely not. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that that this is going to wrap up that really brutal run that they're on, and I I thought it'd go a lot worse than this yeah. if i'm being completely honest with you like some good signs i would if you can split these if you can go two and two somewhere in there if you can get to three and one in here great i'd be fine with two and two get that record to 11 and 18 you're still in the mix you're still in a good spot come trade time yeah they just want to start trying to stay in contention like i said try to get the best record they can and just taking it in one game at a time and they can kind of ease some ease some wins out of these next three or four and uh you know and, and push it to Make sure they can get easily, hopefully, back to 500. By the way, I just realized the date. Happy December 15th, deadline day. You're going to oh. hear more trade rumors. <laughs> the rumors <laughs> are coming in. <laughs> nothing's going to happen. Nothing is, I don't think anything's going to happen. I, will, if I could be way off on this, and this could show up on freezing cold takes, but I don't think anything's going to happen here in the next couple of weeks. Right. I did see a report out there that Levine's team prefers the Lakers if there was a destination. 
how much stock you buy into that. You can't do much with that yet, but you're going to hear trade rumors coming up here. Just keep the record somewhat competitive so you're not tearing this whole thing down, or at least when you hopefully get some draft mm-hmm. picks, you're not entirely starting over. Yeah, yeah, if you're a player, you just want to stay focused on winning games and playing the best brand of basketball you can. And if you happen to get traded, you know, uh, just do the same thing to you know, when you go to that situation. But for the front office, I feel like they just got to continue to take all calls and, and, and a good opportunity comes, you take it and, and, you, and you just roll with it. And if AK is trying to keep this team in the playoff mix and is in win now mode, please don't be. Please go get <laughs> draft picks. I like that. <laughs> I, really, I really want some young talent on this team that can like stay for a few years. That's all. That's all I want for Christmas. <laughs> I don't ask that much. That's, that's next Christmas gift, just to get some draft picks. <laughs> I feel like there's the old Steve Martin sketch on Saturday Night Live. If I had one wish this Christmas, it would be for all the children of the world to join hands and sing a song. If I had one wish this Christmas, it would be for our tourist corner show to get some draft picks. Right. <laughs> I'm a simple guy. <laughs> it really doesn't take just, much to please Nick. <laughs> it it does not. I'm a very simple man. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. You know what's not simple is something else that we have to get to. This Draymond Green situation. Wow. This... Yeah, I don't. I don't know what to say of it. <laughs> so let's. If you somehow missed this, and it means you haven't watched ESPN in the last forty-eight to seventy-two hours, because they talked about it all the time, and understandably so. This is a. It's a big deal. So, Draymond. Was he trying to box out and he was no. trying to draw a foul? Is that what, how do you describe, I couldn't tell. I wasn't watching the game. I couldn't tell. I was, I was actually watching the game live. And when it happened, I was like, what the heck just happened? Cause I, yeah. I can see where Draymond was saying like, you know, uh, Nursef was uh, pulling on his Jersey or pulling on his hip, which I saw that. And I definitely mm-hmm. thought it was a, a kind of a foul, whatever, but just the way he, uh, you know, reacted to it and, and uh, said he, that he flopped or trying to sell the call and stuff like that. I understand that part too also, but I just don't understand hitting him. I understand you right. trying to sell the call, but I just don't understand hitting him. So, I mean, I definitely think he's uh, something, I don't know if something's wrong, but this it's just too many incidents, especially during this season already back to back that have happened. And you got to start being able to take a, take uh, advantage of it, not advantage, but just take, uh, I don't know what I'm looking for, but just uh, just be better. <laughs> right, right. You, you've got to you've got to find a way to to fix things. Like something's yeah, going yeah. on. Like it's yeah. There's no. I don't know if there's a word for it. Right. Just because <laughs> it's he was like he was. I thought it, when I saw the the replay, I thought he's like trying to box out, trying to drop out, and he he whips around. I mean, he just full on smack nervous. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was a full on. I mean, that was. I, I saw him like that way over overdoing it and i mean he he knew it when he did it because he saw oh, yeah, the way he sure, ran off yeah. the court he wasn't run, he wasn't hyping up the crowd wasn't doing anything he knew what yeah, he yeah. knew what he did the problem is that's his third ejection of the year 18th of his career and you know we were all wondering what this, what's suspension going to be there's going to be suspension what's it going to be it's indefinite there's a lot yeah. of things he's got to do he's going to try and get some help i guess there's a meeting with rich paul and mike dunleavy and draymond and it is just there's a, so many layers to this. Yeah, yeah, it's just bad for basketball. It's bad for the NBA. It's bad for fans. So I definitely think that they're probably right to, you know, suspend them indefinitely. And I think, like I said, he just needs to get some help, maybe get some counseling and just just figure it out. I mean, uh, I think this is not MMA. This is uh, basketball. Obviously, it's physical. It's uh, going to be brutal at times, but uh, not to where you're slapping people and doing all that kind of stuff. It wasn't warranted, I don't think. Yeah, and who? so indefinite, who knows when he's coming back? The next question, the natural next question is, what does this mean for the rest of his 
career because there's already talk of the Warriors breaking up anyway. Yeah, you know Bob Myers is out now. He he's on he's on TV on ESPN. He actually I, he does a great job. Yeah, he does a good Surprising, job. Yeah. Surprisingly good job for someone fresh yeah. into TV. You got Mike Dunleavy in there as GM, old friend alert, and mm-hmm. you you got a lot of changes going on at Golden State. That talk has already been there. Now you've got this with with Draymond. I, what's next for his career if there is anything? Yeah, I don't know. I definitely think the Warriors are pretty much done at this point. They're all aging. They're getting older. So, you know, uh, it's definitely time for Steph Curry to, to to ask for out. I don't know. Find, find a new destination like LeBron. I'm not sure where he would want to go, but I definitely think it's time to, you know, just break that team up and all those guys just go their ways. But uh, definitely, I don't know where Draymond goes from here. Um, I think his, his best fit is with, with guys like Steph Curry and Klay Thompson who can shoot the ball like that and where he doesn't really need to score. He just, you know, passes, sets screens, plays defense, and just be, is a defender that he that he's known to be. We're going to see what happens next year. And I don't know what that's going to be. I don't know how long that's going to be. Like this, an indefinite suspension, who knows? Right. And this just came over as we were talking about it. Uh, this is from Kendra Andrews at ESPN. Uh, Warriors GM Mike Dunleavy says he and Draymond Greens can't work with the league to come up with the indefinite suspension. Uh, this is a quote now. We understand there's a punishment that will take place, but this is also about helping somebody. They 100% agreed. So did Draymond. So it's good on the league, like take, yeah. taking the person instead of just the player, like kind of balancing both. And I'll save the, just given the situation, I will not make too much, too many jokes about Joe Dumars being the one handing down the punishment just because he was on the Pad Boys Pistons. And I know Bulls mm-hmm. Twitter has been talking about that. There's a little bit of an irony just with his role there, but Good on the league. Yeah, good for them. You know, just like I said, to help a uh, help a person out, not just a player, and not just worried about the whole brand. But uh, I definitely think it's a uh, definitely, like I said, just needs help and just needs to figure out what he's what he what he's what he what he's doing and what he wants to do in the future. There was good stuff with Joe Dumars. The reason that sparked it is because he was on first take this morning with Stephen A. and Stephen A. did an interview with him. It was good. It was good stuff about some like why and everything that's going on and the punishments and. There is again. There's a little bit of irony in the fact that Joe Dumars is in that role, just the, the Bad Boys Pistons days and whatnot. But my, it, it's one of those things. It, it is what it is, and I'm glad the league's taking this more than just, "Hey, here's a player doing this." This is, "Hey, let's also get him some help." Right. And that's going to be the big topic of discussion here in the next couple of weeks. Another big topic of discussion from the week about Giannis, big game against the Bulls. Then he turns around, and puts up 64 on the Pacers. Mm. New franchise record. That means Kareem didn't even do that when he was in Milwaukee. It. I mean, he was a man on a mission against yeah, Indiana. Yeah, was, you know well. Oh yeah, for sure. He was definitely you know on on a mission. I think he had a little get back from how they beat him in the in season tournament game, and uh, a lot of drama went down in that game. I'll let you you know talk about it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I'm still sorting <laughs> through it all. Like it was, it all happened. Like from, I mean. So I'm, I'm working. We have a virtual newsroom. I'm typing in there like, Giannis, holy cow. Then it comes out there was an issue with the game ball. This So Rick Carlisle after the game said Oscar Shibwe scored his first point. So the point, so they were going to take the game ball, give it to the rookie. They usually give the game ball to their first, their first point. Like, cool. But Giannis set a franchise record, new career high. He wanted the game ball. He went sprinting down the tunnel. There was a, some sort of incident between the two teams. And I guess the Pacers GM took an elbow to the ribs. That's what Rick Carlisle <laughs> said, like it got physical, but then I saw something that the bucks took the ball from this from Rose. The bucks had the ball 
And also someone was saying that Oscar scored a point in the end season tournament, so it wasn't his first point. What a mess. <laughs> yeah, it was just it was just a lot of drama for no reason. I, I've never heard personally of a rookie getting the game ball in the whole time I've been in the NBA 10 years. Uh, so that's the first for me. Uh, but I definitely think, you know, Giannis should have got the game ball. It's uh, I think seniority, you know, uh, is prevalent. And uh, he had a he had a big game. Um, but also I think there's a little bit of pettiness from the Pacers side of them not wanting to give him the game ball. And then, uh, you know, also them subbing Giannis and the starters out and then bringing them back in. So I think that's a little little icing on the cake for them to steal the game ball and just make it worse for him. <laughs> well, yeah, there was also something that I did. Again, I wasn't watching this game. There was also something that happened during the game. I don't know if it was a, just a back and forth. I don't know if you want to call it a fight, but I guess there was something with the something physical happened during the game too. And that added to this. And I I saw I turned on at SVP on for Sports Center. And he was talking about he thought Giannis wasn't happy about what happened during the game. No, he wasn't happy about getting the ball. And yeah, what a, a crazy, just a crazy scene all around. Yeah, it was a little physical game. Like I said, uh, I feel like it's nothing that, you know, not hasn't been in basketball before. You know, uh, Giannis kind of gave a little, uh, little shoulder to Tyrese Halliburton after a dunk. And, uh, you know, so that's, that was that was uh, back in the bad boys. That, that was just that was just a rugged common foul, not even a foul. So yeah. I definitely think, uh, you know, a little little physical game. But like I said, it was uh, it was good for, for basketball. And I, I don't think anything of it. By the way, I have confirmed Oscar Shibway had a point against the Lakers in the end season tournament championship. So it was so not it his was first a lie. Yes. It was not his first point. So, and by the way, I love, I absolutely love Oscar Shibway. I covered him in Kentucky the last couple of years. He's fantastic. Super, yeah. super nice guy. Nice, yeah. nice kid. I love him. And it, it, the fact that he's caught in the middle of this, watching Big Blue Nation respond <laughs> to it has been really, really interesting. Just right. going through the Twitterverse, the Xverse, whatever the hell you want to call it now. But it, <laughs> I, I was going to take the spin as had the Bucks found a new gear, but I don't even know if that's like the right way to put it just because I feel like Giannis is going to have a chip on his shoulder a little bit now. Yeah, I think so too. And I think the Bucks are, you know, like I said, they're struggling. Uh, they're trying to find their way. Uh, Dame and Lillard. I think they will. Uh, yeah, I think they will too over time. They're, they're a good veteran team and uh, they've won championship before. So they, they'll know how to figure it out. And I'm sure Coach Griffin will, you know, put those guys in better positions and, and, and figure out throughout the season how to make them score more efficiently. Yeah, there's too much talent on that team. Like yeah. it's, that, that that's one of those teams we talk. It is the opposite of the conversation with the Bulls, where the Bulls struggle enough, they're tearing it down. The Bucks conversation is it's still early for them. Does yeah. I any team that's you've got Dame time, which it wasn't Dame time against the Bulls. I noticed. I noticed <laughs> it was it wasn't Dame time that night. He's been kind of up and down. Yeah. You got Giannis. Let's not forget Brooke Lopez is on that team. Oh, by the way, Chris Middleton still really good. Yeah. They've got the Bobby dude. Portis. Yeah. Yeah. You, oh, yeah. Bobby is going to be, Bobby's going to do Bobby things is how I like right. to put it. Like, and that's a good, that's a good, that's a compliment. I love Bobby. And <laughs> I, I do, I miss him at Chicago. And now you get, I mean, you had a new coach come in too. So you've got all yeah. that coming together. I give them a couple months at the, now end of February, early March, they're still up and down like this. We might need to have a conversation, but for the yeah, time yeah. being, I'm not worried. Yeah, yeah, me neither. Like I said, it's going to take some time. And like I said, uh, Rome wasn't built in a day, so it's going to take some time for them to figure it all out and figure out where everyone likes the ball and just for all those guys to jail. Because like I said, it's only one basketball and all those guys are great scorers and need the ball. So they'll figure it out sooner or later. And it's not like all their contracts are up at the end of this year. Like they've right. got a couple They've Dave's yeah. still got a few years on his. Giannis just signed the big extension. Mm -hmm. I don't know what Middleton's situation is, but either way, they're 
they're fine. This is not a make or break type of year. Right. I, yeah, def- yeah. I think next year is going to be the year. I think it's all going to click at some point this year. That'll right. carry over to next year when they get a full off season under their belt too. Cause Dame came in late. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No training camp or no, he did, did have training camp, but just, I think just he had late. like a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's just late. You know, it takes time for guys to get comfortable with each other, figure each other out. And that chemistry is, is really big. Yeah. And well, that's, that's another team that I'm kind of watching the rest of the way. I still think the on paper, that team, I don't want, there's no unbeatable team in the yeah. NBA. We've, you, we've talked about that a lot. Like you, you've kind of had me on straight saying, well, don't, <laughs> don't take that team lightly. And then they turn around and beat the Bulls. And, <laughs> and that's why you're the expert. <laughs> but I think that the Bucks are one of the most dangerous teams in the league on paper, yeah. if not the most dangerous. And they'll, they'll figure this out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's only, it's only a matter of time. Them, if Giannis plays with a chip on his shoulder because he should have gotten the game ball and didn't get yeah. the game or whatever, that Michael Jordan got pissed off because George Carl said hi to him at dinner. Yeah. If that if a game ball is what it takes, that's what it takes. Yeah, so all you need is a little bit of motivation though to get you riled up and bring that competitive nature out of you. And I think maybe this might be the thing that you know uh, just takes the Bucks to a whole nother level. Yeah, and that's scary for the rest of the league. If Gian- if Giannis is playing with a chip on his shoulder. That's, yeah. that's that's scary. Uh, they got the Pistons next, by the way. Pistons Uh-oh. still haven't won a game. <laughs> 21 straight losses for the Detroit Pistons. I called that putt a little early with that team, I think, because the more they lose, the more I'm like, well, maybe I was a little wrong about my prediction about that, about those guys. <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're a young team, man, struggling. But, you know, I think uh, Kate Cunningham is still playing well. They got some a couple of bright spots on that team. Like I said, they're just – it's a young team just trying to find their way, and uh, the losses are probably going to keep piling up this whole this whole season. <laughs> I want to go with the trust the process thing, but yeah, I don't know can't. what the process is right yeah. now. And you're, it, I mean, and again, SVP showed the graphic last night that trust the process with the 76ers has the most consecutive losses in NBA history. It was like right before, was it right before that, maybe like yeah, right before so. that all started, or was it when you know Simmons was didn't play and Embiid was hurt, stuff like that? Yeah. I don't, I forget when the timing was. But either way, there's history shows you can turn it around. It's just not great right now up in Detroit. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't look good in the present time. But like I said, every every franchise, every team is going to have their down years. But, you know, hopefully you can still be competitive in those down years. But they're they're far from competitive right now. <laughs> or you can be the Bulls and be stuck in the middle somewhere. Just yeah, yeah. The last couple <laughs> just of years, just stuck, stuck in the middle. They'll, be, they'll have yeah. the lowest to lows. They'll have the highest to highs. They have everything in between. It is quite the roller yeah. coaster that we get to talk about every week. And they, I'll see how these Miami games go. You never know. I would like to split these four games coming up. If, if you go, fi- you got five games with the back-to-back in there. Three and two would be my goal. Otherwise, yeah. just stay competitive. No more, yeah. no blowouts, please. Just prove that you can handle this without, without Zach out there for still another few weeks. Yeah, just play with heart, play with intensity, and just leave it all on the court. And I think you know, I can I can live with a, a win or a loss, but just uh, I rather you I rather you lose, you know, do it in style. <laughs> yes, just don't get don't get run off the court. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 that simple. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and wrap up today's episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. Use that promo code BLEAV. Get that fifty percent bonus from our friends at Bet Online and buy our shirt as well. Jordan Pippenani at the Last Dance Shop. Believe.com. Christmas is coming fast. I'm just saying, last minute shopping. Maybe who knows if I'm going to end up doing that for someone in the family because I can do last minute shopping as well. Uh, CJ, another fun show, man. Uh, we'll do this again next week, and I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about. 
<laughs> yep, 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 for sure. No trade rumors today, though. We didn't do any trade rumors because there haven't been any yet. But December fifteenth yep, is here. You're gonna you're gonna hear more. We're gonna hear more of them now. It's a matter of when they come out. We'll see everybody back here on Tuesday. Enjoy the weekend of games. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.